Welcome to Real Parents, Real Results. I'm Tara Murphy. Today I'm talking about the Individuals with Disabilities in Education Act, or the IDEA. Is it ableist? The IDEA provides for a free and appropriate public education to students with disabilities in the least restrictive environment. This least restrictive environment is defined as, quote, in general, to the maximum extent appropriate, children with disabilities, including children in public or private institutions or other care facilities, are educated with children who are not disabled as special classes, separate schooling, or other removal of children with disabilities from the regular educational environment occurs only when the nature or severity of the disability of a child is such that education in regular classes with the use of supplementary aids and services cannot be achieved satisfactorily. The goal here was to prevent segregation of the disabled. But in the process, they made the general education class the default and the preferred classroom. What least restrictive environment really means is the school where all non-disabled children are educated. Mainstream schools. Why? There's been the belief that non-disabled children are the best peers for disabled children. The law gives preference to educating disabled children with non-disabled children, as if they can't learn anything from other disabled children. In 2019, my public school district personnel observed one of my children in his non-public special ed school. They wrote a report describing what they saw and my child's classmates there, his peers. Here are parts of the report. Student is currently one of five students in his classroom and is the only student of preschool age. He has been with the same classmates the whole school year. The next youngest student is in the classroom six. Three of the students in his classroom are highly impaired, only demonstrating the verbal ability to imitate one or two word phrases. The three more impaired students did not show any signs of social interaction with student at any point during our, our observations. The district also saw all three of these students engage in disruptive behavior to the degree that they need to be escorted out of the classroom or setting. For two of them, this happened multiple times during their, our observations. So yes, in a school for disabilities, there are some children who are severely impaired, some more than others. The district was trying to draw attention to this in order to distinguish the difference between their school and a specialized school. In the next part, it says, there is one other student in the classroom, age six, who is at a similar level of conversational learning to my child. However, he had severe articulation dif difficulties and his speech is very difficult to understand. Because of this, there was a high level of prompting with his articulation every time he and child interacted. This other student also had major deficits with using eye contact correctly in social situations with children and adults. So here, their objective was to point out that uh, my child did not have a peer that they felt was appropriate for him to interact with. What they didn't note was that this child also had uh, some areas where he excelled, such as direction following. In the next part, they wrote, one of these students needed constant redirection with stereotypic behaviors. During this less supervised time period, 
child had very little prompting to stay on task and had periods of time when he didn't engage in meaningful play activities or conversation. Instead of more appropriate behaviors, he engaged with stereotypic behaviors with the toys provided. So again, they're pointing out a uh, absence of typically developing children in this school for students with disabilities. And in the last part, uh, they wrote, unfortunately, his current placement does not provide the ability to teach generalization of these skills with any same-aged peers. How natural is it for classrooms to be confined to every child born within the same school year? It's done that way for convenience. But when you finish high school and go to work or even college, not everyone in your office will be your age. In fact, you will often be working with much older people when you begin your working years. Since the IDEA makes non-disabled children the gold standard in school peers, they're implying that disabled children have nothing to offer other disabled children as peers in school. But disabled children might follow directions well and enjoy socializing with their classmates. It's unfair and unjust to say that they aren't the ideal peers. Advocates of the least restrictive environment tend to get stuck on the injustice of excluding disabled children from schools. I get that. But what exactly would they be excluded from? Learning environments where they might not have any friends they can relate to? Maybe disabled children relate better to other children like themselves. The definition of peer is one that is of equal standing with another. Equal. Children gravitate toward other children who are like themselves. How is the one disabled child in a class of non-disabled children going to find a friend who is similar to him or her? I can't think of a lonelier situation than when a child can't find a peer. Thank you for listening to Real Parents, Real Results. Visit theparentingfrontier.com for more information or find us on Instagram and Facebook.